The word faith is spoken in rather casual terms in our contemporary modern life. One only needs to scroll through popular retail websites or go to the local home goods to find the word faith and other words like hope and love in beautiful script framed in black or in a matte gold frame. I actually had the word faith printed on a t-shirt the item is pink with black letters. I have it for home use because it is very soft and pink is a favorite color of mine. And as you could probably guess, my grandchildren gave it to me. <laughs> so what does faith mean in our common life? I suppose the meaning is contextual. We might say we have more, um, more, we have more or less faith in our political systems depending on who is holding office, which means we feel confident that our government is properly run. We can have faith that the sun will rise in the morning operating within the law of gravity because it always has done this, at least since we've been around. We can be faithful to one another as members of the church in living the golden rule through Christ's love. The term faith is wrapped up in the words with words such as belief, trust, hope, and things that are important to life. Normally, physical things don't make a top billing too often in the conversation about faith. We talk of faith metaphorically, or we use words such as inspiration, feeling, or thought. But how are things intertwined with our faith? Let's look at Abram, for example. While in the Lord's protection, Abram had faith that the Lord would keep his promises. And those promises were that he would have an inheritance of land for his heirs. So physical things were a priority then. Also, God would ensure that his name would be great, that Abram would be a blessing, and that all the peoples of the earth would be blessed through him. And Abram believed the Lord. He had assurance by God of things hoped for and a conviction of things not seen. Again, we think of God. He had not seen God, but only heard God speak to him and come to him in visions. He had a conviction of things not seen or touched. Abram was of unusual moral character and faith, so much that God deemed him righteous, worthy of a a covenantal relationship. God spoke to him and promised that he would make him a great nation and that he would be a blessing to the world. And we only need look around the church to see the results. We are here in part because of his faith in the Lord, his belief in the Lord's promises. We are people hoped for in faith. And Abraham was obedient to God's word. Abram was faithful and went out of his homeland of Haran to Canaan, which was already filled with, well, Canaanites. It was a confusing time, and Abram wandered a while, not sure where he was going, living in temporary tents, placing his full faith in God for protection and provision. Remember, Abram is old. He's in his late 80s. <laughs> Sarah, he 
He's past, he's past reproduction age. Sarah is certainly past normal childbearing years, and he feared that unlike his forefathers, he would have no offspring. Abram, chosen by God, believed in the Lord's promises, though he expresses some doubt in his response. I only have a slave to call my heir. And God reassures him he will have children. Abram responded with trust when the writer of Genesis states, and he believed in the Lord. This is a faith in God by the man the Lord chose to become the father of nations, and through his bloodline, God sends his only son. This is not faith without evidence, or blind faith, however. Genesis states that Abram was shown evidence in, this, in the innumerable stars of the heavens that God would give him heirs. God fulfills his promises and provides Abram with offspring as numerous as the stars in the sky and the grains of sand on the beach. God's promise is a means to prosper on earth. Abram had faith and God had a plan salvation through Jesus Christ. Our second reading, Hebrews, tells us more of the Abraham story and widens the scope of the meaning of faith to reveal God's promise to his descendants who seek a permanent homeland. A homeland not here on earth, but heavenly. Those who lived and died in faith were received by God where a city has been prepared for them such as the divine assurance of the letter to the Hebrews. And now finally, we get to the gospel and Jesus. If we had strangers wandering around Canaan, owning little, living in tents, now we have people who value possessions, maybe a little bit more than they should. The culture is more settled and established. Instead of faithfully living in the patience for a promise, which may never be seen in this lifetime, as described in Hebrews. We are told to be ready at any time. But don't be afraid. It's all going to be good, really good. But you must prepare yourself for what Jesus may do. Luke writes this passage with, with assurance, but also a sense of urgency. And on that thought, I received a note this past week from a retired priest and his lovely wife who have followed my journey for the past 10 years or so. Russell and Judy Johnson now live in North Carolina and they finally received their edition of the Southern Cross this past week. So now they know where I'm located. They know where my call is. Of course, they were encouraging me to be, encouraging me, but as a seasoned priest, and spouse, their final words to me were, it's such an exciting time for you and God. You better buckle up. <laughs> in Luke's gospel, Jesus has a to-do list for us. First, Jesus is clear that things get in the way of your faith. Don't let possessions be your treasure, for your treasure is in heaven. Wealth is acceptable, but it is the misuse of wealth that is the problem. Notice Jesus in the scripture says to give alms. For Israel in the first century, providing for the poor was as important an important act of Jewish piety. Likewise, as a church community, Trinity gives time, treasure, and talent to the wider Collier County community through our work for the Archangel Fund, to our grant partners, and to Habitat for Humanity, among others. The need to give in response 
to the needy certainly has not changed over time. Next to servants, Jesus says, have your lamps lit. Be prepared to welcome Jesus for the feast. Because if you're prepared, how blessed you are. Notice the statement about our lives is about now, not just in the future. Being dressed for action and keeping our lamp lit provides opportunities to be with Jesus right now. Having ready bodies and the appropriate spiritual posture, our minds and hearts are open to new experiences and growth in the spirit and also in relationships with others and with God. Along with Jesus' directive in this passage is an expectation of fundamental transformation in our encounters with him. Faith, defined as assurance of things hoped for, anticipates blessings, such as the master serving the servant, a role reversal. And finally on Jesus' list, we do not know the hour or the day that the Son of Man, Jesus Christ, will be coming. That is only for God the Father to know. Our task is to prepare ourselves for what is coming in the future, for it is our Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, a place not seen by us yet. Nevertheless, we have the conviction of things not seen. We are believers. We can say the same of God, of course. We haven't really seen him, but we know his presence. We have the experience of love of God through Christ as we tend to each other in need, share in fellowship, celebrate the glory of God with music as our souls are lifted high, and also with intimate experiences with the Holy Spirit as our lives together grow our faith and increase the body of Christ. Our bulletins each week speak of our faith journey here at Trinity by the Cove. This journey is a deepening of our understanding of the assurance of things we hope for, the coming of Jesus, the salvation of our souls, a heavenly Jerusalem, reunion with our loved ones, among many other things. It also includes all things of which we know but cannot see. A strong faith is built through practice, prayer, worship, study, spiritual direction, fellowship, and may I say a little courage to do new things. Do not be afraid. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. And have faith. Jesus is coming.